All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is TJ Hushmanzada, Rob Parker. Week 13, TJ, and here we go. Uh, kind of weird because you had a day game to close out week 12. You know, some people like to call it afternoon delight with a little Ravens and Steelers. It's not my idea of afternoon delight, but anyway, I mean, it was kind of ugly. But that was a that was a bad football game. And TJ, right off the bat, I'm gonna throw a hand grenade at you as a guy who played in the NFL. You know how hard it is to win games. But the Pittsburgh Steelers should be embarrassed to win that game, 19 to 14, to struggle when Baltimore didn't have their former their MVP quarterback, uh, RG3 quarterback who hadn't played in years, looked awful, and. They were 18 players down because of COVID. I'm talking about Baltimore. And yet, Pittsburgh struggled to win that game. It was not an impressive win. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers right here, right now, TJ Hushmanzada, are the worst 11-0 team I've ever seen in the NFL. And you know what the Pittsburgh Steelers will tell you? They take that all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Win today, look good tomorrow. And I'm sure that's what they're saying. Worst 11, any anytime a team is undefeated, they got to be pretty damn good. Now, the fact that they're undefeated gives their players the utmost belief and confidence in what they're doing. And your mind is more important than anything. So if they really believe that they are this unstoppable undefeated team, they're going to play that way. They're going to play as such. And so was it bad? Yeah, it was bad. I'm I'm shocked that they literally played a game like RG3 wasn't a second pick of the draft at one point in time. Like, dude, they were they were single high safety on the outside and they were scared to throw the ball. RG3 was rookie of the year. The second pick of the you have to be kidding me. And don't forget about TJ when he played that first year. He was the, he had the number one selling jersey in the NFL. Remember, he led the Redskins to set uh, the Washington football team to like seven wins in a row to close out the year. He was the cat's meow. I think what happened was Hayden picked him off. It was a two trap defense where RG thought he, he thought he had the out route. Hayden trapped him, was covered to him, picked it off. You should that's one mistake. And and I think once he made that mistake, they kind of they got nervous. There's no way you can be a backup quarterback in the league and play that bad. But the Steelers, let's get back to the Steelers. Being undefeated, I don't know how you can put worst and undefeated in the same sentence because they are undefeated and they are the only undefeated team left in the league. Now, do I believe they're going to win the Super Bowl? I absolutely do not believe they will. But why not? Why not? You know, you know why? Because let me go over their schedule real quick. And this is why I say they're the worst 11. They might go undefeated. They played down to their competition. They beat the Giants under 500, the Broncos under 500, the Texans under 500, uh, the Eagles under 500. Now they beat. Now they beat the Browns. I will give you that one. They beat the Titans. Remember, remember the Titans close game. missed the yes. field goal that tied the game. Close game. They beat the Ravens Twice. earlier, and that right. But that game, the Ravens only lost 28-24. Four turnovers. The Ravens have four turnovers in that game. 
they they struggled to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, they needed to come back at the end just to win that game. They beat the Bengals again. They beat the Jaguars under 500. And then they beat the Ravens in an and ugly Har- game. So all I'm saying – If you're the Ravens, do you have a gripe about there not being a delay a game called just before halftime? Because I'm watching that game, and I'm like, the play was over. It was 25 seconds left on the clock once – this dude literally took seven, eight, nine seconds just to get off the ground. When nobody else was on the ground, I'm talking a defensive tackle. I believe it was Vince Williams for the Steelers. And so if they score there, it's a completely different ball game. Whether they get three or seven, it changes the whole complexion of the game. And so I'm sure that bothers Harbaugh when you're missing Calais Campbell, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Mark Ingram. Those are high-level players that mean a lot to your team, and you lose by one score, not bad. But but that's why if you're Pittsburgh with all those guys being out and, and RG3 at the quarterback who's afraid to throw or whatever was going on, I mean, it's just ridiculous. They should have won that. And let's get to RG3. Yeah. Let's go over to him. Because you just said it. You said if you're a backup quarterback in the NFL, you got to play better than that. I know he hasn't gotten many snaps in a real game in a while or whatever it is, but but what TJ, how do you go from where he was to where he is now? I don't understand it. Like he he it's not like he was named a starter yesterday. He he's known for a while now that he was going to be starting this game. And he should have approached it as this is probably going to be my last chance to show the league that I could possibly be a starting quarterback moving forward. That all went out the window. Honestly, if I'm 18, I don't even want him as a backup. After, like, I, I truly believe this is his last year in the league. Nobody's going to bring him in as a backup after what he just showed. Why would you? Why would you? See, I, I agree with you. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I understand why they, why they had him because – at his height, he was playing the way Lamar Jackson plays, right? At his height, right? So so it makes sense to have a guy that if 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 Lamar goes down, who could kind of duplicate because that's what your roster is catered to. Am I right? That's every, why hey, you guess have- what, though? Every quarterback coming out of college now pretty much runs the same thing. So you got a lot to choose from. Sorry, go ahead. No, right. So So, so I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense where – Here's the one opportunity we need you to come in and just get us through a game. You know what I mean? Get us there, whatever. Not You don't have to light it up. You don't have to be Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. That's not and, – and he just looked bad. He just looked we bad. We just need and you to be competent, right. man. Like, single high safety, put the ball on the money. When they play man-to-man, pull it down and run. I mean, it literally could have been that simple. And I, I, I get it. There's a few times you watch the game – right tackle, blocks down when you know the back is picking up, the backer blitzing, and you let uh, the best pass rusher to have, T.J. Watt, come scot-free. Those type of things will always bite you in the butt. But, man, he was he was bad. It, it was almost like the quarterback from the Denver Broncos that hadn't played quarterback in some years. That's To me, that's how bad it was. And, and so, RG3 uh, – Enjoy these last five games, and then after that, he'd be watching from the couch like you and I. Nah, I mean, it didn't look promising, and I'm with you. 
I don't know how anybody could scout and look at that tape and go like, oh, we got to get him. We got to bring him in. Next and he year. can only just, blame himself. He can only blame himself for this because you were given an opportunity and you didn't take advantage of it. And, and that's what this, this game is about. When you get an opportunity, you take advantage of it, you get more. And if you do not, that's about it for you. They always say the NFL stands for not for long, right? If you don't produce. <laughs> Man, guys get one opportunity, especially when you're in his position. I was once in his position, and if you don't take advantage of that opportunity, it's a wrap. It's on to the next guy. And and then you look at Trace McSorley. What did he come in and do? Put a ball in the hole, cover two, Hollywood Brown made a play, skirted off for a touchdown. Like, you're sitting here watching like, huh. What would have happened had they played him the entire game? Would he had done that maybe right. another time during the course of the game? It's that what if. It might have won. It's the what if. Right. Yes. All right. Topic number three. Your Detroit Lions finally pulled the, the plug on Matt Patricia, the coach, and Bob Quinn. And you saw what happened on Thanksgiving. I mean, they were demolished. They were embarrassed. They were missing some people, and they had, but they had Stafford, and they had their, some of the other players. But it was just an embarrassment. And and I think the, that the time had come. Were you surprised that they pulled the plug and didn't let those guys like maybe win a couple of meaningless games at the end and bring them back and say, well, COVID, and you know what I mean? We didn't have a real training camp. You could have made some excuses if you wanted to. I'm not. I'm not so sure. Let me answer. Firing him now was the right thing to do. You have, you have a long time to get ready for your next game. Daryl Bevel has been an assistant coach for years. I, I'm, I'm a fan of his, and so I actually expect him to do well. I expect him to rally those guys. Those guys are going to want to play for him. He's a player's coach, but he's not going to let you run over him. Um, and so I'm actually excited to see how he takes advantage of this opportunity. But it's not like uh, Detroit has the weapons that Kansas City has on offensive side of the ball. And so he has one thing going for him. I think Stafford is a stud as a quarterback. Um, they can run the ball if they can get their receivers healthy. They, they have a chance. And, and they're playing a Bears team that – so they're pretty much on equal footing. Boy. But boy, did they fall off the cliff? The it, Bears. I mean, it was long overdue. Let's get back to the question. It was long overdue, though, for Matt Patricia. The, these coaches think they can come in here and be Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can be Bill Belichick because he wins. Like he wins. His his recipe tastes good all the time. He goes cooks it, and it's always gonna come out right. And if you don't believe it, go check them six championships he has. You can't come there trying to be Bill when, you, one, you haven't won. And then when you start losing in the locker room, guys are talking about him left and right because of the way he approaches things. You can't approach things that way and lose games the way you lose. And especially, you lose on defense. You're losing games on defense. And, and you're a defensive coordinator, right? That, that's your specialty. But, and then you get rid of high-level starters on the defensive side of the ball. Darius Slay, Grover Quinn. You can't get rid of high-level starters on the side of the ball that you're supposed to be an expert in, and then that side of the ball doesn't play well. And so I thought it was long overdue. Um, it will be interesting to see how they navigate the hiring process or if Bevel does really well um, during the end of these last few games. Do they say, ah, we like what we see and give him this opportunity? Very interesting. But, yes, it was long overdue.
I, I agree with you. I was glad to see that they didn't let him stick around for the rest of the year. Sometimes that happens. Teams win meaningless games and then they get another year. Uh, but I, I wrote a column for deadspin.com, which you read. I sent Pretty damn good. And thank you. And, and I, I believe and I know the timing is off because of Jim Harbaugh and what's happened at Michigan. And of course, Eric Bieniemy should be interviewed be a, a, in the process, you know, because he's going to get a job this year. He's that, that the new hotness. He's, you know, Kansas City Chiefs uh, offensive coordinator. I get all that. But I really believe the Lions need a coach who's had success in the NFL. They've been a breeding ground, TJ, for giving guys their first opportunity. Uh, Marty Mordenwig, um, uh, 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 who's the other one? Uh, Rod Marinelli. Um, Schwartz, remember he, yeah, he Jim, Jim Schwartz, yeah. all these guys, and then Matt Patricia. This is what they've been doing. I think they should hire Jim Harbaugh. He had nothing but success with the 49ers, took them to three straight NFC championship games. And you know what? Maybe it didn't work out. It didn't work out, not maybe. It didn't work out at Michigan. But maybe, I don't think it's a coaching thing. I think it's a teaching thing. Maybe he doesn't get through to the kids when it comes to teaching. But he motivated and got guys – to, to, to play well in San Francisco. Am I wrong? The Harbaugh, when he was with the 49ers, it was, it was almost unreal at the amount of success he had, but it was, it was quick. It, he didn't, he didn't stutter along. And then it was like right away, he was having big success. Now you remember who his defensive coordinator it was at the time. That 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 plays a big part, I believe, it was Vic Fangio, and and, and so right. it's over time. Vic Fangio has shown I'm a lot better than what people think I am. Like he's in hell of a defensive coordinator. Chicago's really good defensively right now. They were much better when he was there. Denver, they're not very good on offense now. They were really good. I mean, they're really good on defense with him there, and, and so. I like the heart. I'm with you on the hardball thing, but I would like the Detroit Lions to do their due diligence. I would like them to look at Eric Bieniemy with the success he's had. I would like them to look at Robert Salah and the, the 49ers defensive coordinators because I don't. You go in there saying I want to hire Jim Harbaugh, and then one of these guys comes in and they wow you, but you already have your mind made up. So I could see him hiring Harbaugh, and I don't think that's a bad hire because I think he can relate to the players. He was a former player. He's had success. He's not going to let you run over him, but he's going to be that player's coach, but it's that fine line. Um, but you have to go in there open-minded because if one of these other guys come in and they wow you, um, you have to hire them. See, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, uh, Harbaugh makes sense, but you got to do the, pro the your due diligence and, and have a real process. Don't go in there with some preconceived that Harbaugh is my guy and I'm doing token interviews. If, if Eric Bieniemy comes in and wows you, and and you know what I mean, and you really believe he could be that guy, you should give him and, that and opportunity. If, and you so, know they always say you never turn down a head coaching job. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, do I even want that job? Because if I can stay with Andy Reid and Mahomes, jobs I'm gonna get interviews. Jobs I want to get a job where I can succeed and be successful as long as i'm with andy reed and patrick mahomes i'm gonna get interviews but if i'm the enemy do i want that job if it's offered because if you look at the track record 
Um, we all think highly of ourselves, but Detroit has been bad for a long time. And the enemy can say, damn, all these other coaches, they couldn't change it. I think I should be able to, but, and so that, that's another thing to think about. Yeah. The Lions only have one playoff win since 1957, just to remind you. That's how bad it was. Who was a QB? Is that Who was a QB and head coach? That was a Wayne Fox. Well, and, I remember that. Uh, that that was 1991. They beat the Cowboys. I remember that. Before the Cowboys. I remember that. Remember yes. that? The Cowboys three out of four championships. And I think Eric Kramer was the quarterback. But remember, oh, they had Rodney. I was in middle school. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they had Rodney Pete and um, and who's the other guy? The quarterback from Houston. Andre, Andre Ware. Ware. Like Heisman Trophy. Like those are what Yeah. No doubt. All right. Let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss. Let's recap last week's bets, see where we are, and then we'll bet for this week. So, uh... But before we do that, let's add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action at FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app simple to use, great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bets like same game parlays, Exclusive always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get you your winnings in as safely as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to 1000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, no strings attached. Place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back inside credit. This week, I'm running the same game parlay. I love the Browns to cover six and Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. It's almost a guarantee. Go ahead, bank that. Hey, play up to $1,000. You get it back risk-free. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code LP3 so they know the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast is the one that sent you. I don't know how poorly I did. How did I know, I know. you normally know how I did? You I'm doing well. Like I'm man, I'm doing well. Like I, the over and unders, that was nah. But the picks, it's not too bad here, huh, Martin? Come on in and let us know how this thing went. I pay attention to him. No, uh, TJ, yes. you, you. I will say this, TJ. You started out a little slow, but you've gotten incredibly better. Rob, you've kind of chugged along. That's what so I do, I man. All I know is win. That's all I know. As times have started. So let's go back. It feels like... Smacking cats and connect four. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> eight years ago, but you had the Lions playing the... Uh, you had the Lions and the Texans on Thanksgiving. The Lions were giving three points, and they got absolutely decimated. I'm pulling the score up right now, but it was... Bad. 125. <laughs> I mean, let's say this. It was bad enough for the coach to get fired. 41 to 25 was the final score in that game. So the Texans covered the three. Um, Rob, you you took the Lions? Yeah, that you don't remember that when I picked the Texans, he was like, I'm going with the Lions. I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> That's a shocker. I know. It's one of those, not based on anything other than, oh, other than they were so embarrassed the week before. Remember, they got shut out. I thought that they would, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it looks like, oh, that's an easy bet. They got shut out the week before. You know, they'll play poorly again. 
And I was looking at it like they would bounce back. But you know what? They played no. even worse. I think TJ might have looked at it like they got shot out through before. I think this team is terrible. Um, you know it. So, yeah, the Panthers and the Vikings. The Vikings minus three and a half there. You guys both took the Vikings. And just as a personal aside, I was on the Panthers' money line in this game because the Vikings three and a half never stood a chance. The Panthers should have won this game outright. And I have no idea how they blew it. But – you guys both blew the bet. They did. They they did blow that game. In the fourth quarter, it was looking like, oh, my God. And, yeah, I, I was surprised they pulled that. And with Dalvin Cook going down. Yeah, that was that was a big-time win considering what, what, what took place. Yeah. So, there you Absolutely. go. We go to the Browns, six and a half. At the Jaguars, Browns barely hang on, 27 to 25. The, like, outcome was expected. The final score was not. TJ – you went with the fighting Baker Mayfields to cover six and a half. That didn't happen. Can't even do that. Rob had it all the way till the end. Mike Glennon did it for you. Six and a half with the Jaguars. I took the six and a half, baby. Yes. And he said, yes. you don't want to hear Baker's name anymore at all. TJ, I'm sure as you watched Baker miss <laughs> wide open touchdowns to blow that, you guys had to be driving yourselves crazy. Giants at the Bengals. Danny Dimes goes down. Final score was 29. I'm sorry, final score was 19 to 17. The Bengals were getting six and a half. You guys both of them with the Giants who were covering the entire game. You know what it costs? Because I also was on the Giants. So I felt a little bit. I felt this one. Because if not for a kick return and some guy named Dude, Brandon Allen doing a two-minute, a, a perfect two-minute drill. Dude, the Bengals literally had 150-something yards of offense and scored 17 points. Get out of here, man. Like, the Giants, that's hey. unbelievable, man. Like, the Giants have been playing good defense against everyone. And for the – just I, to let the Bengals score at all offensively was a shocker, was, a shocker. Like, I was shocked. I'm with you. That was a shocker. And just like uh, Martin said – you know, to run the two-minute drill the way they do and get a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what? It was in a, a, the guy couldn't – he couldn't see straight the entire day, and all of a sudden with two minutes left, he's like, oh, let's go. Let's go get this cover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, the Titans at the Colts. The Colts were giving three points, and that was a molly whopping. The Titans yes. end up scoring back-to-back -back defensive touchdowns in the span of, like, what, 35 seconds? Final score yeah. 24. I'm sorry, final score 45 to 26. Uh, TJ, you were on the Colts, so that hurt. Rob, you were on the Titans, so you were feeling good about uh, midway through the third quarter. Yeah! And then uh, the Ravens at the Steelers, we won't count that one. Because honestly, if it was bet in Vegas, it wouldn't count. I learned this this year. You know what? You know what has to happen for your bet to count in Vegas? Like all with all the scratches and injuries and all of that? It has to – the game has to be played on the day. On the day? So if the game wow. is moved, all bets are off. So I will give you a void on – TJ, you had the Steelers minus four. Rob, you had the Ravens plus – I mean, yeah, plus four. And uh, COVID had everybody. So – I would have won that one. Yeah, but do you, do you really want – do you want to win no, it like it that? Is that how you want to win it? It would have been a push. It would have been a push. It was a push. But even yeah. still, that's 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 a really that's a really ugly way to win a bet. Um <laughs> Bears Why? and Packers. Yeah, Packers were given eight and a half. 
and the Packers just laid the wood to him. Mm. The Bears are done. Matt Nagy, first coach fired. Check those odds. Our next coach fired, rather, because Adam Gase just could seem like he could commit murder in New Jersey and be fine. But, uh, yeah, Rob, you were on the Bears. CJ, you were on the Packers. And so that worked out. Quick over-unders. Titans, Colts went way over. You guys were both on that. Uh, Texans, Lions, the total was 51. The Texans themselves pretty much scored 41. Did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that hurt. Uh, Giants and the Bengals, total was 43. You guys were both 50 under. That was good for you. Um, Panthers at Vikings, total 51. And uh, just missed it going over there, so that hurt. And then, again, Steelers-Ravens, you guys picked that. That would have been Boyd. And, Rob, your parlay of Lions-Texans under and Giants-Bengals under, no go. And, TJ, your parlay also would have been bad because if yeah. a game that's in a if you put a game that's in a day that moved inside a parlay, then your parlay just counts for one less leg. Your one leg would wow. have been Giants six and a half. So it could have been worse. I'm bouncing but, uh, back, guys. It wasn't exactly a I'm great bouncing day. back. All right. Well, here we go. Week 13. Are you ready, TJ? Come let's on, rock. man. Let's let's turn it. I'm rocking. All right. Let's start with the uh Bengals at the Dolphins. Minus 11 and a half for the Dolphins. Uh, so so uh, where are you on this game? Playing in Miami. It's going to be really hot. They're going to be – they're coming from the Queen City of Cincinnati. That – some guys are going to cramp up. Brandon Allen is going to start. But the difference here will be Brian Flores is Miami Dolphins. They play defense. They play defense. They're going to confuse them. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I I – I honestly don't see the Bengals getting over 180 yards, 200 yards in offense. Um, 11 and a half points is a ton. Fitzpatrick was my quarterback with the Bengals. I believe he will start. Um, improve. What? Yeah. My last year with the Bengals, uh, Carson got hurt. And I had actually a pretty good year with Fitzpatrick as a quarterback. Really good, actually. Go look it up. Real good. So what, wait a minute, so two is not starting? Supposedly his thumb is still messed up. And so um, if it stays that way, Fitz is going to start. Even if Tua does start, I believe 11 and a half, I, I don't see the Bengals scoring. I, I don't see them scoring I'm, more than three points. And so I'm with you. Um, 11 and a half is a ton. But the, Dian, the, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Dolphins are still in the playoff hunt. They're still in the hunt. They have a chance. And so uh, they're going to be ready to go. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. No, I, I agree with you. It's just the same way. I just – I don't see where the Bengals' points are coming from. I, I'm with you. They might score uh, – I don't know. They, they might score seven or ten points, you know. And still, if the Dolphins score um, 20. 24 to 10, you know what I mean? You got it, 24 to 10 or something like that. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here at home in Miami and uh, over the Bengals. All right. Browns are at the Titans. Titans minus six. Uh, where are you on that? I don't know why I'm where I'm at, but I'm going to be here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, and, and I'll tell you why. The Tennessee Titans do not have a great pass rush. Um, to me, that's how you affect Baker Mayfield and get Baker Mayfield to play bad football is getting in his face, um, 
with the pressure. And the Titans, they don't do that, especially if Jadavion Clowney doesn't play. They really don't have anyone up front that can pressure um, Baker Mayfield. Now, will the Browns be able to run the ball effectively? I'm going to say yes. Tennessee is very good offensively. They can run. They can throw their receivers on the outside. Tannehill's accurate. Obviously, Derrick Henry's leading the league in rushing. But the Browns are on pace to have two backs with 1,000 yards and Chubb and Hunt. And so I, I like I like the Titans to win, but I, I think this will be a close game, and I'm going to take the Browns to cover. I'm still – I know I look at the Browns' record and it still just bothers me because I can't believe that they're 8-3, and three, right? Is it 8-3? Eight 8-3. Three? Three. Three. And the Titans are a good team. They're at home. You're telling me they can't beat this Browns team by one touchdown. I just saw them put up points. They can run the ball. They do so many things well. I'm going to go with the Titans. I'll give them the six. If this was seven or more, I'd say no way, no how. But I say, do they win by a touchdown? Yes. I'm going to take the Titans, give up the six, and think they beat the Browns. All right, the Lions at the Bears. Bears are favorite. Minus three against the uh, new coach with uh, Daryl Bevel, and they're on the road. The Lions never play well uh, in Chicago. It's hard. This is one of those games. They've had two embarrassing losses. Do they bounce back? The Bears haven't won since the, the Louisiana purchase has been so long. So I, I don't even know. I, where are you on this game? This is really a tough game. Obviously, the Lions playing in the Dome. They go to Chicago. It's going to be cold in Chicago. It's going to be... You already know. Yeah, in December. It's going to be cold in Chicago. Um, it's probably going to be windy. It's not the windy city for no reason. Um, the, you just don't know how the Lions are going to come out with Daryl Bevel as a head coach. How are they going to – is he going to be more of the same offensively? Did he change his offense somewhat to appease Matt Patricia? Defensively, I believe it's Corey – I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Ungling, Ungling. Um, he will be the D coordinator. How much will he change? Can he change? Are guys um, smart enough to understand things? If he does want to change on such short notice, I doubt that. Um, so they'll be more of the same. But – like, am I supposed to pick the Bears? They did. They could barely move the ball against the Packers, but it is the Packers. And so the Bears have more pieces that are the same. They don't have the change as much as the Detroit Lions. And so they just have to get better at what they're doing, whereas the Lions, we just don't know. And because of that, I'm going to take the Bears and – that long uh, talk that I just gave is because I'm confused, but I'm going to go with the Bears. You know what? I think your pick is right, and I'm taking the Bears. First of all, they haven't won in a long they, – they've struggled. I mean, this team was – what were they at one point, TJ? Five, five and two or yeah, something? they hadn't lost a game with Nick Foles, even though some of those games they were winning. It was like, how did they win that? But, but, but they were yes. winning, and they haven't won in a while. And you're right. We just don't know what kind of changes will the Lions take to it, trying to do something on the fly. Do you know what I mean? They had time to prepare. Obviously, they play uh, on Thanksgiving. But um, I, I'm going to go with the Bears. Like, uh, this is strictly a, the Bears are due to win a football game. Like, that, that is why I'm going to pick them, is that I don't believe they're going to lose the, all their games. The Lions on the road. We know the Lions – uh, have played poorly. 
a coaching change. You know, you hope it, it, it sparks something, and it might spark something, but it might not spark a win. Bears win by seven, and they cover, so I'm going to take the Bears minus three. Colts at the Texans. The Texans are getting three and a half points at home. Where are you on that? I'm, I'm surprised it's only three and a half, and I say it's probably should be a little more if it was not a division opponent. It's a divisional game, and so these teams know each other well, play twice a year every year. Um, but when you look at the Colts, they're top five defensive team, unless they play the Titans. Uh, they're really good on defense. And uh, what really confuses me is why is it only three and a half and the Texans just lost Will Fuller? Probably their best receivers. They released Kenny Stills, and I bet they wouldn't have released him had they known Will Fuller, had they known Will Fuller was going to be suspended. And, and so you just look and say he loses his best receiver. The Colts are fighting for a playoff opportunity. Um, I, I don't, I'm surprised it's three and a half. I take the Colts. They have a lot more to play for, and I believe they're the better team. I, I'm going to take the Texans. This is a fishy game to me. I'm with you. On paper, the, 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 the spread doesn't look make any sense. I agree. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you see games like that. That was like, what was the game a couple, last week? Arizona and the Patriots. You remember that game? It was two, I believe, right? It, it, it was two, yeah. it, right? And you were like, how are the Patriots only, you know, getting two, po two points? It just seemed like the spread didn't make sense. Like Arizona needed that game, right? They're fighting for a playoff. Yeah. Just the same stuff you just said about the Colts. And Arizona lost that game. I'm sorry. I'm going to one second. I one, I have to jump in here really quick. I have. You want to talk about games that you have no <laughs> idea how a team lost? How in the world did the Patriots hey. win that game with Cam Newton throwing two interceptions, less than a hundred yards? Arizona had 23 first downs to New England, 16. Hey, and especially they, that pick at win? the end when uh, Kilpatrick picked it. I was like, oh, this is it. I have Cliff no idea. Right. playing for 45 yard field goals. Is the most ridiculous thing in the NFL this year, besides Nick Chubb running out of bounds at the one yard line. PJ, Mark sounds like a guy who lost money on that no, game. When you, can, you can hear the I, like, this is the NFL 45 yard field goals that that should be money in the bank. But if I can make it a 38 yarder, you don't think I'm going to try? Right. And it seemed like they were very content with it being a 45 yard field goal. And it's not like you're kicking in a dome, uh, so. Right. What I, I Kingsbury just misplayed his hand that game and he paid for it and took that L. And here's the other thing Deshaun Watson in his last six games, TJ has been he's lights out on lights five. out 17 touchdowns, no turnovers at all in the last six games. 17 touchdowns, no turnovers, 1700 yards. He's been balling out. But that I'm telling Colts you, at defense is Evander Holyfield, the real deal. I get it, but they also gave up 28 points to Aaron Rodgers in the first half. I, I'm just they, – they tightened up in the second half. I'm going to take the three-and-a-half points, and I'm going to take the Texans in that game. Speaking of the Packers, the Eagles are at Green Bay. Packers minus eight-and-a-half. The Eagles are as bad as it gets. I mean, I don't know what I watched the other night. They can't move the ball. I, it, it's embarrassing. I, I That team is broken. Carson Wentz, Wentz in a lifetime is broken. Confidence. I just don't know what's going on with that team. 
And uh, where are you on this Packers minus eight and a half? They are good on defense, though. The Eagles, at least they played uh, <laughs> they played well on defense against that Seahawks team. And, and so eight and a half is, is a lot of points to give up. But the Eagles are bad. They're, they're bad. They're, they're receivers. They create no separation. They can't get open. They can't be press coverage. And if you can't be press coverage, you got to be able to separate at the top of the route. They, they're not doing that. And, and so I, I see where Carson Wentz is struggling because his receivers, they can't get open. But I don't feel sorry for him because I've said this a thousand times. Quarterbacks get way too much credit, way too much credit yep. when things go well. And they take way too much of the blame when things go bad. And I believe Carson Wentz is taking way too much blame. But also remember, don't tell me, oh, Carson Wentz needs help. And then when, he, when they give him the help and he plays well, oh, my God, Carson Wentz is the greatest thing on earth. He got better players around him. So, of course, he's going to play better. Give everybody their just due. That's all I'm saying. But this weekend, I don't see how they can keep up with Green Bay. I, I really don't. They can't move the ball. They're not effective. The Packers are good in the secondary. They're good up front on the defense in the front seven. Um, yeah, the Eagles are pretty stout defensively. I'll give them that. But the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, man on a mission. I'm going to eat these eight and a half, and I'll eat them proud. I think the Packers blow them out. I think you're right. Uh, and, and you know it. You brought up Aaron Rodgers. Are you ready? I'm going to read you the stuff. Aaron Rodgers that he leads the NFL in this year. You ready? I'm ready. He leads in passing touchdowns, 33. Passer rating, 117.6. Uh, passing touchdown percentage. Red zone pass uh, touchdown, 24. 20-plus 20 more air yard completions, 27. Pass yards on 20-plus air yard throws. Play action pass touchdowns, 15. Play action pass uh, passer rating, 135.9. Pass touchdowns without pressure, 29. I mean, he leads in, in all these categories. I'm not surprised, though. Like, he's that good. Let me yeah. – can I ask you a he question? He's been a monster. I'm listening to you talk, and this is way off subject. Why the hell – why can't they do passer rating up to 100? Like, what, what is the max number? Like, why right. are they 117.2 and one? I agree with you. Just yeah, go straight it to be 100. Just go straight to 100 right. so it makes it easy for everybody to really understand. But I, that's all I was wondering. I'm like, 118 oh. point. Like, just go to 100 passer rating people. Why do you go over? Because if you say 75 and somebody's 100, you know they had a perfect score, right? You, well, you know if, where if, it is. If they're a 75, but, you're like, okay, anyway, that's a C. <laughs> he had right. an average but Aaron Rod has had an MVP type season. He's in that conversation. And if he blows out, uh, if he plays well here and puts up a lot of points and destroys the Eagles, he'll make another case just because of the numbers, which are really good. So I'm with you. I'm going to take the Packers minus eight and a half. All right. The Jaguars are at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings minus 10. That's a lot. And they, uh, right off the bat, I'm taking the, the Jaguars plus 10. Right off the bat. I just, that that's a, they struggled to win the game they won last week. That's that's I, a lot of points. And, and the only thing that I can believe the reason is why is everybody puts this emphasis on a quarterback. But if you don't have a Mahomes, Rodgers, Wilson, 
Brady type of quarterback, I mean, what are we talking about? And I probably left out a couple others. The Jaguars are probably going to start Mike Glennon again at quarterback. And so I believe they think Mike Zimmer will shut them down. And, and But 10 points with the Vikings. If Adam Thielen, um, I believe he will be cleared and come off the COVID list. If he's able to play the, the way the Vikings want to run the ball, you're going to have to play him single high. And although 10 points looks like a lot, and it is, if he's healthy and Dalvin Cook can make it through a full game, which is unknown with any player, let alone Dalvin Cook with the amount of injuries he's had, um, the Vikings can win this by 10. They have a slight, albeit slight, chance of still making the playoffs. The Jags are playing for nothing. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings, and I don't know why, but they are by far the better team, and the quarterback that the Jags are putting out there, Mike Glennon, um, I believe they see what I see, and Zimmer's going to uh, make the day hard for him. Man, I want to take the Jaguars plus 10. I, I just – the Vikings scare me. We see them like they were losing last week to almost the entire game, right? They fell behind big time, and they were able to pull it out by the skin of their teeth. But I just don't have any confidence in them, and I know can you name, got hurt. Can you name three players on the Jags? Uh, no. <laughs> nope. I mean, this, this isn't the Leonard Fournette days, you know what I mean, where they had players. I can't. It, and that's one the, reason I can't, because I no. can just name their quarterbacks and receivers. So I'm, I'm – and I, you know what I I'm can saying. name their first-round pick from Florida as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. And, and you look at it and go, how um, – and you look at the Vikings, and they should roll – but I, I don't have confidence in the Vikings. I really don't know. I don't know what the I don't know how good Cook will be. I don't know. Uh I, I just I'm gonna take the 10 points. I think it's a lot of points. They win by seven and and I and it'll work for me. So I'm gonna go with the Jaguars to just stick with them. All right, TJ. Now let's do some over-under uh couple games. You know, you always like to pick the big games. So let's start with that. Um uh let's start with the Browns at the Titans, um, 52 and a half is the number. Where are you on that? That's a lot of points. Uh, I believe in Nashville, it's pretty cold as well. Um, pretty cold. I, 52 is a ton of points, but, but the Titans, man, golly, are they putting up points. The Titans put up points. It does not matter who they're going against. Miles Garrett will be back. And I don't care who's blocking them. I don't care who's a quarterback. He's going to make it uncomfortable for you. Um, I'm not so sure Denzel Ward will be playing. If he if he was playing, um, this game would be probably a lot closer than it is because I, I believe he's one of the better young corners in the league. But 52 and a half is a ton of points. Can the Browns keep up? I say yes. I, I can see the Titans scoring 28 to 24, that's 52, but could I get 30 to 27? I can see that type of game. Um, but I can also see where both teams really run the ball and you don't get many possessions. And that's what I foresee happening. The Browns are going to be run heavy. The Titans are going to be the same. Possessions will be limited. If if Baker Mayfield can limit the turnovers, this will go under. 
you had to take my analysis, which was the running of the football between these two teams, right? <laughs> Job and Hunt, right? Uh, I agree. I think that, that there won't be, and Derrick Henry, there won't be that many possessions. I think it'll be under uh, because they both, both of these teams want to run the football. So I'm going to go under on that. 52 and a half seems like a lot of points. All right, let's do the um, the Bears and Lions. The Lions are in Chicago. It's 44 and a half. My gut right off of looking at this number and looking at these two teams, I'm going under. And I'm with you. And, and I'm going under, not, not because um, the teams are awful. They, they don't score a lot of points. The Lions have the ability to get hot, especially with Stafford as a quarterback. He still has that gold norm. Um, but if they're playing in Chicago and it's going to be cold, it's going to be windy. And when you're playing in those type of conditions, Um, you miss field goals, times where you punt the ball when you should kick a field I'm goal. I'm with you. So I, I think the elements do play a factor. Game. So I go under. Uh, I don't see these teams. The Bears have had trouble. You talked about it, TJ. Moving the ball. Forget about scoring. Moving the ball, right? Uh, so I, I think it's going to be under in this game. Uh, Colts at the Texans, 51 and a half. I just told you about Watson and all the numbers he's put up. They scored 41 against the Lions. They hung up a big number there. Uh, total 51 and a half. And when the Texans are scoring those points, they're scoring those points against uh, not very ranked high defense. These defense, culture are top five defense, divisional opponent, know each other very well. Um, I'm going to go under. And yes, Deshaun Watson is playing well. But when you play a divisional opponent, there's not going to be many surprises. Um, best I'm with you. Out, I, I want to take it over so games. bad, you know, when you I score like 41. But sometimes you also shoot your wild. You know what I mean? Like, you got all those points and you think automatically, oh, yeah, this will just be turned on again. But but the Lions won't be there. You know, that you won't be playing the Lions. You'll be playing, like you say, a top five defense, playing for something against the division rival. So I'm with you. I think it'll be under. All right, TJ, uh, Eagles at the Packers. It's 46. That's that's the number the over under. Where are you on that? That's a tricky number, 46. They believe the Packers are going to score at least uh, 30. And, <laughs> and the Eagles are going to score. The Eagles can't score. I mean, the Eagles played a Seattle Seahawks team that is historically the worst defense in the history of the NFL, not just this year, in the history right. of the league. And people are saying now, oh, man, the Seahawks, their defense is turning it around for the playoffs. They're getting ready for this stretch run. Or that they just run into a team that can't do anything. And I believe that's what it is. And so I'm going to take the under because I believe the Packers will score a ton and Aaron Rodgers does not turn the ball over and the Eagles have a hard time scoring. So I'm, I'm going to take the under. I know that number sounds like can the Eagles, if the Packers score 37 or 38, you know, or something like that, 
Um, can the Eagles score 10? You know what I mean? Like, could it be 38 to 10? Could that be the number? I don't see. I'm going to go over. Okay, I don't see I'm the Packers. I don't see the Packers putting up that many points on a Eagles defense that that's played well. They've played well. It's just the offense has put them in a bind. That's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna just take the over. Um, I remember what Aaron Rodgers was able to do against the Colts. Twenty-eight points in the first half. That that was a that showed me a little. I know second half it was not pretty. But that showed me a little something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I know what you're saying about the Eagles defense, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to do that, and I'm going to take that. Okay, and uh, let's uh, let's squeeze in one more. Which one you want to do with the the Bengals, Dolphins, or the uh, uh, Jaguars and Vikings? Which one? Let's go Bengals, Dolphins. That's an easy one, I think. That's just. Former team, yep. Under forty-two is the number. I mean, forty-two is the number. Where are you? you would think, Bengals, Dolphins, Miami, great weather, forty-two. Like, oh, that's how to easily go over. Not when you don't have an offensive line that can block. Not when you don't have a quarterback that can push the ball down the field. Um, golly, with this warm weather, I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under just because I, I don't see how the Bengals get yards let alone points this is the nfl they're, they're gonna get some yards this this is the league everybody can play but their their game plan is going to be let's try not to make a mistake let's try not to put him in situations that he's not going to succeed in and if i know this brian flores and the miami dolphins defensive coaches know this as well and so i'm gonna take the under Hard for me to argue with that. I, I would like to try to find a way, but without your quarterback, I'm with you. There's just no way. Where are you? Where are the points coming from? You know, you gotta. It's like a puzzle. Okay, we could do this. This guy will be good for two touchdowns. What you happened, know what I mean, or something. What happened to the days of having a competent backup? What's going on? Like, dude, I have no idea because what is going those are jobs, on? Right. Well, how come you don't have a guy? Who could play when people get hurt? I remember those like, days. You don't have just be calm, be able to run your offense, be able to throw comebacks on the outside. Like competent backup guys, get develop guys, get them better, teach them defenses. Like, like what's going on? All right, TJ. Now it's time for our lemon pepper parlay. We need to both bounce back. We both took a beating last week. Uh you go first. What you got? So my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. I always pick the best game, and sometimes this kicks me into you-know-what, but it is what it is. So the best game on the slate this week, it looks to be the Browns and the Titans, two playoff teams, um, two good records. Obviously, I picked the Browns, and so they will be the first team that I take. I, I like the Browns to cover this. Um, why? I picked the Browns to finish second in the division prior to the season. I just picked Baltimore to be ahead of them. <laughs> and so I'm going to continue to roll with that. But I like the Browns to cover. And then one that I, I believe is a, is a sure lock really is the Colts over the Texans. The Colts, they have a lot to play for. The Texans are playing for pride, and pride can be a great thing. But when you're playing for the playoffs, that's, that's a lot more. And, and so 
I'll give up the three and a half with the Colts, and I'll get six with the Browns. So my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. And if you knew better, you would do better. I'm bouncing back in a major way. I'm bouncing back in a major way. All right. Here's my lemon pepper parlay for this week. And you know what, TJ? I'm taking my glasses off for this one. Normally, I had to put them on to be able to see what I'm talking about. But that's how confident I am because it's always better with the cheddar and we need to deliver. I'm going to deliver some cheddar for you. Take the Bears minus three. They get off the schneid. The Lions' terrible play continues. They have a coach. They don't know what they're doing yet. Maybe a week or two it'll kick in. I'm going to take the Bears minus three. And then the Colts-Titans game in Houston, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take 51 and a half. I'm going to go under. And that is my lemon pepper parlay for this week. Come on now. We need some cheddar here. I think those two games will work. Well, let's see. We we got to bounce back. We've been really, we've been Six Flags Magic Mountain roller coaster, man, this year. Um, when it's good, it's good. <laughs> and when it's bad, it's bad. It's bad. And you know what's crazy, though, is because we do the picks early in the week, like no lie. So last week, I picked the Colts to beat the Titans. But in my the group that I go with my buddies, after I did my research during the week, I picked the Titans. Like I went six and zero last week with my did with you? my buddies. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell y'all the games real quick. While while we here, because I really you know I'm competitive, and so right. I like to do my research. So let me go to my picks that I picked last week. We picked the Thursday night game. We always pick a Thursday night game that's mandatory, and then we pick five games. Right. So I went Bills. I switched to the Bengals, went Titans, Saints, Seahawks. Those were my picks. And then the, wow. and then the Thursday night game, uh, where is it at? Okay, Thursday right here. I picked the Texans. And so I went 6-0. and And then... And then I'm trash. Well, we need some of that magic here, though. We need it here. Yeah, see, what I, what I did, though, today, Martin got us the lines early enough. I did a, I did a little, little, little bit of research, a little bit, a little bit. And so let, let's hope that my studying for the test pays off. <laughs> All right, so there it is. Week 13, we're going to bounce back for you guys. Make sure you subscribe, man. Check in with us. TJ knows so much about football, man. I I learn every week just like hanging out with you because you're so prepared. You know all the people, all the players, and uh, I enjoy it. So there it is, the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for this week. He is TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. We'll check you out next week. One love. Stay safe.